Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Hope your Monday's off to a great start. Standing by to join us is Matt Panites. He's executive director of Long Way Home, and he's joining us from Guatemala. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Uh, I just want to make sure I pronounced your last name correctly. Panites? You got it. Cool. So, long way home. I, I was over the weekend. I was checking out your website, which is lwhome.org, and the videos. Tell me how this all started. Well, I did uh, prior to going to the um, Peace Corps in two thousand and two and two thousand three. I was a paramedic in Virginia. And uh, then this opportunity came up to join the Peace Corps, and I spent 2002, 2003 in the Peace Corps. And then after the Peace Corps, I went back to the United States and decided to start a nonprofit organization. And by 2005, I was back in Guatemala. Unbelievable. Were you going through something? I know sometimes people find a new direction uh, maybe this wasn't the case for you, but sometimes people find a new direction um, when, they, when they're looking for a little bit more meaning in their life. Well, that's exactly what happened. Uh, after two years in the Peace Corps, and my two years in the Peace Corps completely changed me, really, because uh, prior to that, I would say I was pretty isolated, like lived in a bubble. And then I went to Peace Corps, and I was living in a town where there was a genocide. And, uh, you know, they were walking, they were unearthing hidden graves and walking them through the middle of town to give the proper burials while I was living there. Oh. And I got to see it, you know, on a fairly regular basis. And so then, as a Peace Corps volunteer, you don't have a lot to do to occupy the evening, so I read a lot, and I found out why all of that happened. And so, for the most part, I tried to return back to the U.S. and go about my normal day, and I went to school, and I sort of, you know, I got a job, and um, I don't know, just, uh, I felt this responsibility to do something about what had happened, and uh, that responsibility took over. So. Life-changing. 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 Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And tell me about the program now. Well, right now, you know, we started in 2005 uh, really building, and we built a city park, and that city park, uh, you know, is successful. And But while building the city park, we saw there was a lot of kids carrying firewood all day. They weren't going to school. And there were a lot more, there were a lot higher priorities than recreation, although the park was successful and everybody loves it. And so we decided to build a vocational school. And that vocational school was going to teach everybody how to uh, provide some of the infrastructure and community development that was needed. And then that has since transformed into now we have a full uh, an education that's been approved by the Ministry of Education in Guatemala. And um, we have kindergarten through 12th grade, and we have a green building team that's connected to the school, and we offer green building academy courses, which we have one going in July. So we have this full education system that we're trying to develop to address the issue, and the most recent one is the climate change report. Yeah. We're, we're hyper-focused on that now. What kind of things are you doing to address that? Well, the information, you know, that report came out in June. I'm sorry, it came out in the fall. Mm-hmm. 
And it's pretty new in sense of like its urgency. And so at this time, we're trying to develop the strategy. Like, what can we do as people to deal with this new information? Right. Um, and as an education system, like, what is our responsibility to doing that, uh, to dealing with that? And so we're going to start off with creating an education model that acknowledges that that's happening and develops critical thinkers, the people in our school who are capable of putting together solutions. Like we, you know, like the the upper level staff doesn't have some solution and we're ready to implement. It's more like we want to study sure. it yes. as an educational institution, come up with the best ideas. And within that, we think that, uh, you know, that enhances the democratic process, which is really what's going to be responsible because it's going to have to be a change in policy. I love what you're doing with younger kids because if you build this foundation, it has an impact long term in their empathy yeah. and how proactive they are in life, helping others, to getting outside their own heads. Yeah, well, we've really seen a whole shift in um, in the self-image of our students. Their self-esteem has gone through the roof in a lot of ways, according to the parents and teachers that I regularly talk to. And they now feel like they're part of something. They've gone out. Like, we, we have our students going out to the smaller villages to build and to, like, build stoves and build water tanks. And now our students have realized something that they didn't know before, which was that they're an integral part to this process, that we're relying on them to improve what we've already done. And, uh, you know, they, they feel they have purpose. Yes. It's changed education there, I believe. Well, it's a physical challenge, and they're getting involved in something meaningful. They are. They are. So I want to care. Th yes. I want to talk about the tires, because, well, let me mm -hmm. just mention to the listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Mac uh, Penites. I, I want to mess mm -hmm. up. He's executive director of Long Way Home. He's calling in from Guatemala. I watched a video about the tires, about how that's used as a foundation for walls, and you pack it a certain way. Tell me about that. So in 2008, whenever we decided to build the school, well, I was pretty much going to leap into doing conventional construction and cinder block. And uh, then uh, one of my friends from the Peace Corps at the time, who's also a builder, who's still with Long Way Home, he said, hey, take a look at this book. And in the book, it's called Earthship Volume 1, what we saw were people using tires to build walls. We both had a history in construction, so we understood the concepts. Um, and so we just put the book down, and little by little, we started following the book to start doing buildings. So what you do is you put a tire on the ground, a used tire that's otherwise going to be thrown into a landfill or, you know, in the case in Guatemala, it's often burned or thrown into a water source. You fill it with tire, or you fill it with soil and some of the loose trash around, and uh, then you pack it with a sledgehammer. And you basically have an indestructible brick. Yeah. Uh, and then you go up and you overlap them, and you go up from there. And one of the nice parts is in Guatemala, there's a lot of earthquakes. So we have to build to the earthquake potential. And there's earthquakes that have caused major damage, and so the tire and the rubber, that absorbs the movement of the earthquakes. And we've seen this firsthand, as there's been earthquakes since we've built. Um, they're also thick walls, so they maintain a constant uh, temperature. There's thermal mass properties there, and so you don't need heating or um, cooling. Yeah, they, they, in place you're getting a lot of trash out of the waste stream, which there's otherwise no solution for how you get trash out of the stream. 
So I'm I'm sitting here smiling because I'm thinking, why aren't more people making doing this with tires? And you know, it's it's incredible. I like I said, I put the on your website. There's a video, lwhome.org, mm-hmm. and I watched these you know green building videos. They were incredible. Yeah. Uh, we are, uh, you know, why aren't there more people doing it? It, it seems so obvious. Yeah. It's, it's that we're not learning towards that. You know, the education models aren't often towards, uh, you know, look towards the possibilities. And so there's already a system in place, and so we're sort of going against the system. And um, But it's also the, the democratic process that we're trying to enliven as well, in which why are more people doing it? Well, they don't know that they can, nor that they're responsible, and it's it's just not part of the education system. So we're going to reintegrate that part. Uh, tell me about your program, because, you know, I know uh, a close friend of mine, her daughter went on a retreat, uh, I think it was March. Is this program only open to high school and college kids? Can adults get involved? Yeah, really, we accept pretty much everybody, <laughs> although there's an application process. Mm-hmm. We don't ever really say no. And so, uh, you know, every single person that comes, uh, they have a variety of ways of do- doing this. They can come as an intern and do something more academic. You can come as a volunteer, which you can come for a week or three months and live and work within our environment, or you can come as a service group. What the service groups do is they have a week where everything is put into such an order where you get to experience the most in a short amount of time. So you do some work with the kids. You do some work on the green building side. You also can learn to weave or take Spanish lessons or paint, have a relationship to the local community in the evening. And so it's really for everybody. So a lot of uh, alternative break students will go on these, but we also have service groups where adults come. And because... Within a group of adults, you'll have a bunch of people who are really, really good at something. And that's really our strength is going, hey, what are you good at? Yes. And can we use it here? Because like, that's where the organization has come from. We need everybody's ideas. They all matter. Any last bit of info you'd like the listeners to know about your organization? Sure, sure. We have a condensed version of that happening in July. Uh, we're offering a Green Building Academy where we're going to build a house for a local family, that house is going to be earthquake resistant. We're going to build it using some conventional materials, but primarily tires, cans, glass bottles. Um, there are still spaces available, and you can find the application on our website. It will be a condensed version of everything you've just heard that you can do in a month. And I, I felt like I learned so much just watching the video. There was something called, is it Cobb, where it's um, mm-hmm. one part sand, is it four parts clay, and then hay? Yeah, there's a variety. It yeah. depends on what you're doing. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of opportunity to dance around in the Cobb because uh, <laughs> you have to basically <laughs> take your shoes off and yeah. smash around in it in order to prepare the material to put it on the wall. I think it's amazing. I You know, it's... It's was really interesting the process of making that in between the tires and and you know putting together the walls and it's it's an eye opening experience. It, it really is great to see so many different people from so many cultures working together, figuring things out, trying out the possibilities. Uh, that's what I really really like is uh, that that's when you feel like we've got a shot, you know that together we have a shot at this. 
Now, is this your home base year-round, Guatemala? Not anymore. Uh, I spend a part of the year in Guatemala and a part of the year in Virginia uh, because as executive director, I needed to spend a little more time fundraising rather than being on the site. Sure. I'd probably prefer to build a little bit more than some of the admin work, but uh, now I'm spending more time in the U.S. I think it's great. So um, can you give your website one more time, and then we've got to wrap up? Uh, www.lwhome.org. Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling in. And again, this opportunity is open to not just high school and college students, but anybody who wants to get involved. Um, you can go to the website, lwhome.org. Thanks for calling thank in. You for, yes, thank you for the invitation. It was uh, great to uh, talk with you today. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Matt Panites, Executive Director of Long Way Home. He is calling in from Guatemala. If you missed any part of our conversation, it will be up on the show blog within an hour after I wrap. And the blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And I am on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI889. And we're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. And uh, let's see what else. I've got a couple other guests calling in. Uh, 9.15, Bill Eddy is going to call in, and he's written a new book, Why We Elect Narcissists and Sociopaths, and How We Can Stop. Uh, and I have another guest calling in at 9.30 who's coming back on. Author Laura Schroff is going to join us. And this is a great book, and it's called An Invisible Thread. It's a true story, so I'm looking forward to having her on as well. We'll take a little break, and then we'll be back. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.